All right, guys, it's Wednesday, and it's Game Changer Live Day. We need to get a new sign, man. We need to get a sign that we can switch out so that we can have it behind us. But it's Game Changer Live. You know what's up. I'm here with Leon Landers. And uh, Leon, man, I'm loving these, um, these these sessions that we're doing, man. I'm loving you know getting a chance to talk to not only the guests that we have on like today. We have Jenny Catron on today, and she's uh, an amazing uh, business coach, uh, leadership uh, teacher, works with Fortune 500 companies as well as uh you know churches and ministries all over the world and uh so we're going to get some really good feedback today and we're going to discuss coaching you know whether it's a business coach finance coach life coach uh, we're also going to discuss collaboration with her leadership um which we believe big on here so you and i are gonna have a good time talking about that as well and Amen. uh and um, so let me ask you, man, when it comes to, uh, let's, let's just kind of dive right into this. And uh, thank you guys for, for tuning in to Game Changer Live. Make sure you share the show today. We'd love uh, for your followers to, you know, be able to take part. And if this is something that you feel like could be an inspiration to them, then uh, let's, let's share it. And also, we invite you to join the Game Changer group. The information, uh, uh, just a little bit, Matias, or post in the comments, the uh, Game Changer uh, group information that you can uh, join in. And uh, I think there's 46, 4,700 people that are in there. And um, our goal is just to edify and lift you up. So let's talk about um, coaching for a second. You know, you're a coach here. I love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're a coach here. And <clears throat> when I think of coaching, you know, I think that sometimes uh, really coaching is covers such a big basis. And I think in life we need, we all need coaches that speak into our life, whether, uh, you know, it, no matter what that is, a sales coach, a fitness coach. Uh, you know, finance coach, you know, life coach in general. And, um, you know, I coach people. I have people that coach me, you coach. What's your thoughts, man, when you think of the word coaching today and how it's come really full circle, right? It's not only something that's found in, you know, uh, you know, in sports, you know, the football coach or, you know, the basketball coach. It's It goes so much further than that. And that term says so much more than what yeah. it used to say. Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah, I know. I love it. I was actually sitting here and, and um, just going over new in the topic that we we're going to um, discuss um, this morning <clears throat> and actually pretty fired up because to me, coaching, if you're a good coach, and I say this to those that are listening, if you're a good coach, coaching has the ability, David, to unlocking a person's potential mm -hmm. and to maximize their own performance. Mm. And I think there's as a good coach that you have <clears throat> the ability to see the potential in somebody and then also pulling that potential mm -hmm. of that potential out of them and have them to maximize um, that performance that they have. Matter of fact, it reminds me when you talked about fitness um, last night, um, we were doing some Olympic lifting and then a coach came up to me and then he said, hey, Leon, you have the ability mm -hmm. to lift this amount of weight, but you need to work on the technique and you need to work on <clears throat> your mobility. Right. You know what I mean? So he knew I have the ability to do it. But as a coach, he was able to see some things in my technique or in my form that I had to work on to improve it. So, you know, and I think of that a great. That's great, man. And, you know, I think of something you just said. And let's talk about that for a second. If you're listening now, we'd love to hear your comments on Facebook and your feedback on this. But, you know, um, a coach then has to let's look at it this way. A coach then must see. Right. The potential in someone. I, yes. I don't think that there's any magic, just like anything else. Right. You know, sometimes people look at. Um, you know, people that are going to coach their finances or, or coach their life or coach their marriage or coach their children or coach their business. And sometimes we look at, 
you know, these types of things as magic or as, you know, hey, this is the answer, right? If I can just get this person to speak into the situation, then I'm doing enough. But the reality is a coach is no more, uh, uh, you know, they're not a magician. Yeah. They're not a miracle worker, right? And they have to have that potential to work with. Now, there's a element, Leon, a potential in yeah. everyone, right? Yes. But how important is it for the coach? And let's look at it from the coaching perspective now. How important is it for a coach to see the potential before they can ever tap into it? How important is it for a coach to see the potential that lies on the inside of someone before they start coaching them? Um, I, I think it's I, I think it's very imperative um, for the coaching for the coach itself to see the potential mm-hmm. because how is the coach going to know what to bring out of that individual you mm-hmm. know what I mean so it's almost like you have to see it in order for you can pull it out of somebody or right. tell somebody that you have the ability to, to do something because there's a lot of times that we talk a lot about this um, with Dave when it comes to leadership we can look at someone and we can say man they have the ability to be a great leader they're a person of influence they're a person of character mm-hmm. but sometimes they don't realize that they have it so it takes a coach to come beside them and say hey I see a gift inside of you and I want to help you maximize that gift and pull that out of you because you can use it to your full potential but it's also a process there has to be a relationship with the coach and if you want to use the word mentee as well the person has to the 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 person that the coach is coaching has to have the ability to say, and give the coach permission to say okay all right you see something that I don't but I give you permission to speak cuz sometimes a coach would go up like the our our team here at IPD <coughs> our sales team there are times, and I can think of one this week, where um, somebody on my team, I had to coach them, and there's that sometimes where you got to say things that's uncomfortable, not mm-hmm. in a negative way, but you might see something and say, hey, I see this, and we need to address it, and we need to work on it. So a coach has to have the ability to, yeah. um, to work on both ends, if that makes sense to you. Yeah, beautiful. I agree. And we're going to talk a little bit about that between uh, the first and second uh, uh, segment with our guest today. And we're going to bring her on video today. We want to uh, welcome, you know, Coach uh, Jenny Catron. And uh, she is uh, a coach to Fortune 500 businesses, ministries. Um, She's a leadership expert. And we want to welcome you, Jenny, to the show. We're going to go right into the question here that we have, one of the first of three. So the word coaching, let me ask you this question. What does it really mean, you know, Jenny, to a person? You know, we've been talking about this in our opening, in our monologue, whether a life coach, a business coach, a finance coach, you know, talk a little bit more about that, Jenny. Yeah, yeah, and it is. It's funny, you know, some words I feel like can help us better clarify what we mean and then they become the buzzword and then it's like vague again you know Uh but if you think to like some of your earliest coaches you know if you had a coach in sports when you were a kid or um you you, it's the person who it's somebody who is both giving you helpful constructive feedback Mm -hmm. and you know and, and encouraging you but they're also you know they're also giving you that constructive feedback they're telling you okay hey this isn't quite right here's where we need to fix this and in my opinion and a coach always comes with a spirit of I want to help you be better. I want to help you excel at what you're doing. And, uh, and so that means I'm going to give you both the positive and the negative because I really want the best from you. And so for me, 
the posture of a coach is one that really wants the best for the people they're coaching. Mm -hmm. And I think that gives a little bit of a distinctive to, you know, the old titles that we had. I love that you're changing those within your company, you know, of like giving, giving a little bit of language that suggests it's not just that I'm your boss or I'm your director or I'm your manager, Mm -hmm. it's that I'm your coach. And again, the spirit of coach to me is that person who really wants to draw out the best from somebody else. Thank you. I, that's so important. And I thank you. And I, you know, we are changing those titles. I mean, we, you know, we went from sales managers and, you know, in, in the typical top down, you know, executive type names to names. And again, not the titles, everything, but I think that you, we need an identity when you're coaching someone, you know, a lot of times, you know, the identity is important because they need to l- learn If they need a manager. They may not need to go to their coach. You know, they may, need, sure, they, they may need to go to their coach when they say, Hey, listen, I need you to help listen to me and figure out what I'm doing wrong. Or, Hey, I need to raise the bar and I need, you know, to know what I can invest into. And so it's important to be able to identify those. And that's really, I think what titles initially were set out to do in the first place. And we just got kind of caught up in some of the titles that are out there, but um, <clears throat> love what she's talking about, Leon. And yeah, let's, let's good. move this. I mean, kind of along a little bit, let's switch it into some collaboration because you know how important coaching, you know, again, we coach, we have leadership coaches here. We have uh, multiple things, but even viewing this into fitness that you're a big part of and you coach and you are coached in that area. But let's look at this and we'll go to Jenny in a minute on this, but collaboration, how important is it to get the buy-in to get, you know, uh, you know, to, 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 to let people weigh in on, you know, uh, the ability to make decisions that affect their lives. Yeah. Right. It's, I think that that, you know, like, look, let's look at it. For instance, coaches in, in a sports, you know, team, the most effective aren't like, Hey, do it my way because I said so they're getting the buy-in yeah, it's, because it's, the reality yeah. is a coach is on the sidelines. A lot of times calling in the plays or yeah. looking at it from a thousand foot view. But what about the player coach? What about the coach, those that are on the field, the yeah. leaders in the huddle, so to speak that, you know, how important is that collaboration getting, letting their voice be heard <laughs> How important is that to you? Yeah, it's just, I, uh, again, just like coaching, I love this topic. Um, I, I, You know, for years, just being in leadership and being underneath leadership, which I always respect the umbrella, mm-hmm. um, whatever leadership I'm underneath, but I've been underneath some leaders where I wasn't even allowed to voice my opinion or no one at the table was allowed to express how we should move forward or what we should do. I think a good leader, again, this is just subjectively, this is just my opinion, but I think a good leader allows everyone to have a voice. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that, I mean, you know, people that you're sitting with, they respect you, they know who you are, not to be disrespectful, but you know, I think it's, it's, it's so vital. This morning I had a meeting with our team again, and then I was asking them, what is your opinion? What is your thought? Because here's what I believe, Dave, I believe a good coach, a good leader, when they allow their team to speak or when they allow their team to express how they feel, it actually it creates a buy-in. It's like you don't have to like put this special formula together to get their buy-in, just allowing them to have a voice. Mm-hmm. It, it lets them know that I have a place at the table, I can sit, and not only can I sit, but I also have a time where I can voice my opinion or I have the mm-hmm. right to say something. So I think, yeah. I think it's good. And you can learn a lot from your team. You can learn a lot from those that you're leading by listening to them and giving them an opportunity to speak. So I think it's, I think it's important. Yeah. And, and I know you're going to, you know, go to Jen with the next question. Um, but I, I echo that before you do that, I just want to say, you know, um, I, I, amen. I, I think that, um, you know, that's the buy, buy-in should be a natural thing. Right. And it does, it does happen in, in my opinion through collaboration, but, uh, we'll go to the expert on that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, Jenny, how important is collaboration, coming together and letting everyone come forward with ideas and share the allowing everyone a place at the table? Like, how important is that, Jenny? I do think collaboration is, is incredibly key, especially in today's like kind of climate of the workplace. Mm -hmm. You know, when we're talking about we're all we're all dealing with the dynamic of, you know, multiple generations now in the workplace at the same time mm -hmm. and how we look at our work, how we value our work, et cetera. And I think one of the things that, you know, some of the leaders in my generation and above are saying is, you know, we we came I grew up in a culture where more of a directive hierarchy driven mm -hmm. work style was the norm. And right. so you kind of like it when you came in as a younger leader, you kind of came in just knowing you had to get your marching orders and, you know, kind of do your time until you were in the position where you could be the one giving the, the, the directive and barking mm -hmm. all the orders. And uh, what we're finding is that the younger generation is saying, um, time out. Like we want to have, we want to be a part of the conversation. We want to be included. And, uh, and, but I also think we get some of our best ideas when we really create a collaborative spirit in, in the organization and with our teams. Yeah, I can't agree more. And, you know, yeah. matter of fact, you know, let's take that a step further, Jenny and, and, and Leon, you know, um, it's not only, and I think that, that it's not as ego, ego, egocentric today. It's not the top down philosophy. Yeah. It's, it's, you know what the people, especially millennials, you know, young people coming up today, I, I really feel like that they are more than we give them credit, looking for teamwork and looking to come together, just have a seat at the table yeah. to say, look, I, you know, I've got, I, I've got an idea. And I think that, and by the way, we're better together. You know, we, we should be willing to, you know, incorporate and include uh, ideas that are different than us, because let me tell you something, you know, I say this often, but if your vision is a big vision, you know, you need people. And another thing, I'm not always right. And the sooner that you could realize that there was a period of time in my career for the first, you know, 10, 15 years that I did this, you know, I thought I had the Midas touch, you know, that I was right, you know, and, and the bottom line is that's ego driven and it's not true. It's not accurate. And so the sooner you realize that a big vision requires people That's and good. people really have ideas and yeah. they would like to help solve man. problems. Can I, can I say something? Yeah, can man. you imagine how fast you can catapult your vision if you allow the people that you're leading to have a voice? Mm. Because now it's just not you trying to do it. Now you have a team that's behind you. Yeah. You know what I mean? How fast <laughs> that vision can come to fruition by allowing people to speak into it or to help you out with it. And I love at the end when Jenny said that it, it has a spirit of collaboration when you allow the younger generation to like kind of like people like to speak up and to share their ideas and stuff like that. So yeah, as a matter of fact, you know, it brings us into the, the, the final segment of it. But, you know, and this is a big question when it comes to leadership, when it comes to um business owners you know when i get around like round tables or you know groups where uh, leaders kind of come together uh th some of the discussions are on gaining buy-in but mm -hmm. also you know wh wh who what do i do with a key how involved do i make a key individual and then but the question always spills into because sometimes we you know what what is that key individual really defined as what really defines a key individual because I think that we've 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 misdiagnosed who those people are and what they are. <laughs> Meaning, I don't think the key individual is necessarily the top performer. It could be, they could be part of it, but it's not enough. So there are individuals that have key talents and skill sets and have a heart to become an ambassador in a certain uh, area of an organization. 
that need to be brought to the table. And so I think that key individuals aren't just who we've always defined as key individuals. Like there's the top people. There's multiple, well, there, but what, what defines it? They are top people yes. because they're keys. Yes. But what defines a top person? Mm. It's not just, uh, it's not just revenue generating. It's not, it's not only those individuals. Whatever you just did in my ears was really good. <laughs> Hopefully they weren't, were they hearing it that way too? Okay. <laughs> Dude, did you hear that? Oh, you don't have your no, ears No, I don't in. have it. Honestly. He's like, nope, hurt with my regular ears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help it. I know I was talking and I caught, the audience wouldn't have known anything, but I just had to say that because it's like, dude, I didn't realize I wasn't hearing that good. Um, <laughs> That's funny. But key individuals, what defines a key individual? You get it? Yeah. Because there's a lot of them. Yeah. There's and, a lot of them. And that's, I mean, that's a great question. And to give you like, I don't know, some kind of like one liner or when I think of, here's the thing. When I think of a key, think of a key. First of all, a key has the ability to unlock many doors mm -hmm. and different doors. So does a key individual, uh, they're not only top performers, but do they offer influence? Mm -hmm. Does a key in individual offer leadership? Right. Are they a servant? Um, is a key individual um, hospitality. Um, you know what I mean? Are they a person of integrity? I'd say all the above, yes. So I don't think you a key individual in, in, in anymore can be labeled as the MVP or the superstar, which they are. <clears throat> but again, I think when I think of the word key, I think of the, the, how a key unlocks many doors. And there are many people that's going to be on your team that have a lot to offer. They might not. There's be many the doors person. that you yeah, need to open doors. That's what I think. I think of, there's many. I don't want to say they're doors, but I think of no, them as the vision I get of them being doors and check this out, them being doors. But as a coach, you know what right key to use to unlock the potential. Well, there's the many. No, there's yeah, but there's many doors. If, if, if a key individual unlocks doors, there's many doors in your vision that need to be opened. Yeah, that look differently. <clears throat> And if it, and, and every lot takes a unique key. And so, you know, there's no, I would say there's no master key, so to speak, when it comes to people, you know, there's, there's, there's multiple keys. So you're going to have a big key ring. Um, let's <laughs> go to Jenny on this as well, because again, I want to kind of tie this into Jenny with, um, and Leon with like not only key individuals, but spending time with, and I want to equate it to vision. How, how often should we revisit the vision and talk about it so that, so that, you know, because a visionary, I'll say this before I go to the question, a visionary is, is living today, right? Um, living, I'm sorry, they're living today. They're living yesterday, meaning they're living what today, what they saw yesterday. And then sometimes they're living tomorrow today. Does that make sense? Yeah. In other words, what's going on today, I, I saw it and lived it yesterday. And wow. then so, and, and now I'm kind of living tomorrow, so to speak. I'm always looking to that next thing. That's kind of the definition of a visionary. It's, we can't help it. But the reality is we need to always revisit and revisit and re repeat, you know, restate, you know, refresh, the vision, you know, yeah. the vision. And, and so I want to ask Jenny, Jenny, what is your take, you know, a on spending time with key individuals on a consistent basis you know, and how does vision play, you know, an ongoing part of that? I mean, how do we deliver our vision as leaders and continue to articulate, not just one time, but continue to articulate our vision to those around us uh, and show that we're still bought in on this vision, Jenny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love that because you're right. The, the word vision can be a bit of a, like a buzzword from, you know, some of our, our, earlier days of leadership experience right mm -hmm. but but it's still it is still true it's still a sense of we need to know where we're going and why we're going there mm -hmm. um in 
today's culture, I hear it a lot um, couched in purpose, you mm-hmm. know, that we all want to be a part of something that has purpose and significance. And but that's still the same thing. We're still saying, I want to know where we're going, why we're going there, why I'm a part of it, etc. Mm-hmm. And I do think one of the big things that we're interested with when we do have more scope of leadership, more responsibility of leadership in the organizations we serve in is that we need to make sure that we are finding ways to always connect dots back mm-hmm. to the purpose or the vision, whatever what word you want to put in there. People want to know where they're going and why they're going there. Mm. Cool. Thanks, Jenny. I love, um, man, Dave, this is, I, I love vision. And I think when it comes to leadership, um, as a leader, we love vision because vision, it's like it brings a, a, um, a freshness and a newness as well. But she talked about some key things. She said a lot of people, you know, want to know where they're going and why they're going. Right. And I think to get a good a good surrounding or a good team or good leaders around you, I think it's vital to have direction. I think of getting on a cruise ship and having no destination. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're there, you're having a lot of fun, you're doing a lot of things, but I think the reality is it's going to set in. You're going to say, okay, where we're going. Yeah, am I just like, drifting? Yeah, what are we doing? Are people we just people, want, people so, don't want to drift, yeah, right? They want to drive. Yes, yes. Oh, you know come what I mean? on are you driving or yeah. drifting? Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. How to preach. Yeah. Are you driving or drifting? <clears throat> yeah. Because a lot of times we're not careful. And you get bored when you're drifting. I'm sorry. No. You get, because it's stagnant. You, you don't have, like, there's no there's no sense of purpose. There's no sense of, like, we're going somewhere. Like, and, and there's no sense of when we arrive, we're coming to this destination. And this is what's going to happen when we arrive. You're just, you're just sitting there. There's no. Well, know, not only that, I, I am actually, you know, I, I enjoy driving. You know, like, I mean, one of the things that I use never on my car, and some of you may use it all the time, um, is uh, cruise control. And I get it. I mean, if I'm like driving on a 12-hour drive, I guess I might. I mean, I I don't really do that, (laughs) but I have. And I guess maybe I would be tempted to use that, you know, kind of when I'm on a long stretch somewhere for a little while. But I just don't use it. You know why? I enjoy driving. And sometimes I think cruise control allows us to maybe just drift you know it's designed for this yeah. cruising right yeah. so are you cruising right are you are you are you driving or are you cruising come on now and uh so i love it man i love it and uh great job jenny um awesome awesome stuff make sure you follow her and check out what she's what she's doing jenny catron and uh leon man i i want to thank you for joining me continuing Appreciate this, it. thanks man. for having me i love it i love uh, the, the what we're doing in the group make sure uh check out the comments share this with somebody that you know that can benefit from this word uh and maybe you need a coach if you uh, need yeah. a coach also check out um as well i'm gonna ask matthias to pop in uh the the website for leader be lunch it's uh, leaderbelunch.com and uh, if you need some leadership coaching we provide it here as well great through book lead or be lunch.com the website will be in the comments and uh, check it out and uh, uh we look forward to seeing you guys next week on game changer